So, yeah, whenever you're ready, go ahead and dive into it. What? Dive into it. No. I like saying things in no, a fun way. Not that, that wasn't who. How is that fun? It, it's not your usual way of saying dive. Yeah, it's unusual, not fun. So would you criticize me for saying off? Okay, we're done. See, when I say off, like I'm from New Jersey, like this is a way that you say off up there. Just no, like you say walk, oh you God. say talk. <laughs> like there are words that are actually uh-huh. exaggerated on different areas. Okay. And yes, yeah, there's some things I say just for fun. There's some things that I say because it's actually part of my dialect. I have a mixed right. dialect because I was raised in Virginia, but learned to talk in, in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Okay. Say off again? Off. No, like, really, like, say it like you really mean it. Like, off. turn the lights off. <laughs> you turn the lights off. <laughs> I have noticed it's weird, though, when I rap, I uh-huh. somehow adopt a bit of a Boston accent. How? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Fairpoint Podcast. Um, this is your host, Daniel Fairley. You're the still second. not going to lose me, are you? <laughs> You're still not going to lose me. I'm just letting you know who's talking right now. This is Daniel Fairley II coming okay. to you live. And it's other, probably not live. This is not live at all. We can do a Facebook Live. No, we're not going to do a Facebook Live. And this is your producer, Bertram Zeke. Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in again uh, to the Fairpoint podcast. Thank you all just for listening in general. I again really appreciate it. Be sure to go and like and subscribe to all of our accounts. You know, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spotify, iTunes. Like yep. you left off like probably the biggest <laughs> one. iTunes. Um, give us some five star ratings, some subscriptions. Yes, we would love those. And sorry for not putting out an episode last week. I think it's a Kind of understandable though, because it was Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was we had Christmas going on, so we had some recorded before that to put out right before Christmas, right? But then nothing to put out after Christmas because of Christmas, exactly, and New Year's stuff. Yeah. So and Kwanzaa, obviously. Y- yes, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah is before Christmas, right? Uh, yeah. It normally does. Sometimes it falls during Christmas. It's on a different like calendar. Yeah. So yeah, what we're trying to say is uh. Yeah, holidays got in the way, so happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I mean, we could just jump straight into it. Okay. Are you ready? So let me just talk about something real quickly. Sorry, because I just watched this. I'm like in like a funny mood right now because I just watched the surviving r kelly i only watched i, I was actually episode. thinking about asking you if you'd watch it i haven't I, seen it oh but. my god it is it's horrific it's like I literally bet. horrifying to hear because you'll start off and they'll be like uh this woman met r kelly when she was 19 and you're like that's kind of weird he was 30 something and she was 19 weird well at she least when she was younger. 19 other than like other cases that we've heard of with her well then they keep going and then they're like she met our this woman met r kelly when she was 17 and then this woman met r kelly when she was 14 and then 12 and it's just like my god did it ever reach single digits no okay good 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 even still, like it's still bad but still. like at least like there's, there's no a benchmark least. where you say is like at least it wasn't that but it's still like no. it's not good all around what do you have sex with infants that's it's still bad no matter like there's no yeah 
There's no at least. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. He's a I, I'm rapist. still always going to remember like the very second episode of the boondocks when it comes to R. Kelly. Yeah. Like that's when, so true. Cause it was like the whole thing about the case of him like peeing on a yeah. like underage girl. Yeah. That's like this third episode in the series. No, it's the second. No, no, no. Third episode in the R. Kelly series. Oh, yeah. in the R. Kelly series. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that was um, the second in the boondocks, which is incredible that they went at that on the second episode. Of yeah, the they were not playing around. Um, but anyway, so that just like has me in a weird mood because I just like watch that and it's just, God, it's just, it's so bad. It's so horrible to think that someone would do that. And they talked about how controlling he was mm-hmm. and how he needed to manipulate and every woman that he slept with, every woman, every girl that he slept with, um, had to call him daddy and like just really disgusting stuff. That's really great. Um, yeah. And so when people are like, oh my God, but he made, I believe I can fly. Oh my God, but he made remix to ignition and whatever. Well, that was like, like the point that they were making in the boondocks where it was like, mm-hmm. you had like Huey and, uh, I forget what the lawyer's name is, Tom. Uh-huh. They were just like, they were fighting kind of against R. Kelly because it's just like, he did this thing that was bad that he really shouldn't have done. And then yeah. everybody else is like, but he makes the best R and B. Right. So like at the end of the case, it was just everybody jammed out. Oh my God. And it was just like, no, look at what he did. I know exactly. Like people can make good music and still do horrible, horrific things. People can make good art. Bill Cosby, right. Mm -hmm. Made fantastic art, showed the world that there could be a black couple that is together, both doctors and a sustainable, like middle-class, upper middle-class life and live a good life that people had never seen on TV before. And Mm -hmm. then he, and then, or even during that time, raped and drugged, like, over 50 women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, both can be true. Yeah. Like, I heard a breakdown about who's the best R&B artist, like, just (laughs) in general. Is Jacquees is number one, then? Yeah, of course not, though. (laughs) But it was the breakdown that I heard from people that they gave. And it was, like, different people with different opinions. Just, like, they all kind of just got to the same page. Mm -hmm. It was R. Kelly is the best at making r&b music like he's the king of r&b no matter how disgusting the things that he does is okay followed by usher and chris brown which usher Mm -hmm. is probably the one person that we'd be like there's not really anything on him like that and chris brown has beating rihanna Rihanna. yeah but it's just Um, like yeah the things that you do that are terrible don't reflect so much of your skill on your craft right you can still do terrible things yes Mm -hmm. okay i get your like yeah like harvey weinstein has done extremely terrible things with his sexual like assault cases on people and he's one of the people that had a hand in making the Khalif Browner story, mm-hmm. the documentary on that. Right. So it's like, yeah, you can always make great things and then still be a terrible person. Right. Like Louis C.K., he's made some good points in stand-up, but he's mm-hmm. also done some extremely terrible stuff in stand-up and mm-hmm. outside of stand-up. Right. And so, I mean, I think that, I don't know, we just kind of, we, I think as a society and even the world, myself, have like a really hard time holding two truths, you Mm -hmm. know, like being able to say like, this is true. And also this is true. This is true that Bill Cosby was a great person for film and great person for the advancement of understanding black people can do more than just be gangbangers or whatever. Mm. And he did really horrible things. R. Kelly made great music. He made really sexual music and he also made really inspirational music. And he raped like little girls, mm-hmm. and like there's there's two truths in that, you know. Yeah, um, that's just ugh. so it goes back to the whole thing of like cancel culture, which is like an interesting thing. Cancel what? Like when you say this person is canceled, like we don't uh, mess with them anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like different levels to it of why you would do it mm-hmm. and how you'd cancel them, mm-hmm. and if you would relinquish the cancel. 
Right, right. And I think that like I found that, actually I found myself doing that with Uber. Because remember before when like Trump was like first elected president um, and he had like the CEO of Uber, I want to say on like one of his like financial committees or like the CEO had given him a lot of money and there were all these like sexual like assault allegations that the the CEO and like the company just perpetuated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were like, cancel Uber. And so it was like, boom, I canceled Uber and I only started using Lyft. And then recently, like I started using Uber again because I had like forgotten like why I'd canceled it. You yeah. Know? Um, and so I wonder like, it's just kind of like things will come in vogue or like, yeah. it's be, it'll be cool to cancel things because of like a specific reason. And then eventually things blow over and then you stop canceling them. You know, yeah. you, you keep using them because they're convenient. Yeah. Another thing that I, would say probably works with this is remember the whole chick-fil-a debacle like years yeah, ago yeah and there were like people that like completely canceled chick-fil-a and like i remember mm. hanging out with somebody who just like that was part of the like canceled chick-fil-a and they're mm-hmm. just like you know it's been like three years i have this coupon for chick-fil-a i think it's maybe about time to get over it <laughs> and like there was even like uh the meme that came out this year where it was like russell westbrook was like on the bench and mm-hmm. he was like sneaking a bite of something people would be like Chick-fil-A supporters, this is like, oh, word, still takes a bite anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it's just interesting looking at the way that we cancel things, why right. we cancel things, and then if we relinquish the cancel. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, attention span of people just kind of, like, fades with some things. hmm That's so true. Like, I feel like Louis C.K. has become a good example of that, where some people are just like, oh, that's terrible. And then now people are just kind of like, well, he's looked at what he's done and he's changed and it's just like, has he really, though? Like, we don't really, don't really know. No. And that's another thing is, can we let somebody come back from a cancel? Which is a good question, right? Like, what if someone, like, tru- truly apologizes and sincerely is, like, shameful of what they've did, mm-hmm. what they've done? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because then you have the statement of, like, we're more than the worst things we've ever done. Yeah. But if you're, like, also not apologetic for it, if you're also, like, feeling as if you're, I don't know larger than life above the law and you don't care that you did these horrible things should we forgive you right yeah and it also becomes this whole thing of how apologetic are you actually because like people mm-hmm. can act apologetic without being apologetic mm-hmm. like like going back to our last conversation on podcast mm-hmm. cardi b and offset was just like <laughs> because offset had it like out in the open mm-hmm. doing like i'm so sorry like I just want for my birthday for you and culture to come back. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like, d- does this really seem genuine though? Right. Like, it's really hard to tell with people because some people could pull it off well. Some people, like, they can mean it and then just not express it well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I hate the times that we live. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then our, Cardi B and Offset were found in a jet ski together. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, was, like, I like, saw that, that like happened like right after we recorded. I, I was just like, uh. I, I just want like, it's fine. I don't care. I still go up for Cardi B. Um, she even you, said. You still cancel Offset? Or have you have you even canceled Offset? No, I, I like the Migos are fine. Like I know like my, my my best friend had like a podcast and he talked about how great the Migos were and how they created trap music and all this other stuff. They did not create trap music. I mean, like they're fine. Like I don't care. Um. I would still, I'm still a fan of Cardi B. I still think that she's great and like super authentic. And she even said like, I just wanted to have sex with him. That's why we were hanging out. I'm not like together with him. Like we're not like mending all of our, you know, past times. I just wanted to have sex. And she's like, that's authentic. That's, that's real. That's authentic. But is it right? (laughs) 
I, it, like, <laughs> I feel like if you're trying to create distance between somebody, you uh, don't go running back to them for sex. Well, you know, sometimes people have really good sex with each other and they're just excited about it. So sometimes you miss that. Still, if you're really <laughs> trying to get away from a person. Hey, Cardi V is living her life. Isn't that what you told True. her to do? Live her yeah, life. Yeah, live her life, make her decisions. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it, <laughs> if she's like, we're not getting back together, just like, uh-huh. Actions don't really say it, though. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, so we <laughs> should cut a lot of that out. Um, oh, no. All that is saying. Oh, here. my God. <laughs> we can't. Okay. Anyways. So, yeah. So, let's talk about, I don't know, uh, government still shut down. Yes, it is. Second time during the Trump presidency that's been shut down. I think it's the third. No. I think it was shut down for like like a day. There was one time it was like they didn't make the 24 hour, like the 12 o'clock deadline. Uh, and then they opened up like the next day. See, I never really focus about that too much because it's mm-hmm. like a day. Right. Where it's like when it shuts down, it's just kind of like, oh, it's kind of like a half day or a day off. Where it's like, <laughs> if, if it's for like a week or more, it's like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been, I don't even know. Whatever. I think it's been like 16 days now. Probably. Something that's been extremely long. Um, so shutdowns all over Trump's wall, which we know it's is stupid. It's just God, it's so stupid. And I and like the more I learn about it, the more like stupid I realize that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the fact that there's some terrain that like when you go through the border between Mexico and the United States that are just mountainous and you literally can't build a wall there. There's like, also there's some just, terrain you know, between where it's completely like swamp and it's land that you're not, you're not going to be able to build on. You're not supposed to build on because mm-hmm. it's also protected land. Right. So it's like, wh- what are you trying to do? Like, I know. I feel like that'd be the better place to sneak in anyway. What's that? Like the mountains a, a, or yeah, like a marshier land. Oh, because okay. even though it's not clean, it's still, there's mm-hmm. moisture and you less likely to die of dehydration yeah but there's also like like bacteria and other yeah there, there's like no there, good way to go about it really no no and it's really hard because people are still like seeking asylum and yeah. you know need to get free from gangs and other things that are going on inside their country mm-hmm. um and instead of like us having more judges that are you know understanding and going through cases caseloads Instead, it's let's build a wall. Right, exactly. Um, so I went through and tried to figure out, like, where did this come from? Like, when was, like, the first time it was mentioned and, like, kind of, like, how it's progressed from there? Well, I think the originality for building the wall was keeping the, um, the Chinese wanted to keep the, what is it, the Mongols out? Okay, well, that's, like, I'm not talking about, like, the origin of the wall. Like, like where did fire start? Like, I'm talking about Trump's wall. <laughs> I believe fire started when lightning okay. struck. <laughs> I believe the SpongeBob explanation. <laughs> Underwater fire started. Uh, so it was first mentioned in uh, June, when, like in 2015, when he first ran for president, mm-hmm. um, saying he wanted to build a wall. And he's all like, no one builds better walls than me. I build them very inexpensively, and they're going to be really great. And you know what? Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Mark my words. And this was in June 2015. I see so many holes in just all of that already. I know. I know, but he said it, and then people literally were just like, oh, cool, this is really going to be really good. People as in, like, Trump supporters mm-hmm. were like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Mexico's going to pay for those wall. That makes no and sense. And it's not going to be very expensive for them, just be... like, like we care. Right, exactly. 
Um, and this is also the same speech. Again, this is opening speech where he mm-hmm. said like Mexicans are sending over rapists. Like and... not their best people are sending over rapists, drug mm-hmm. dealers. They're right. not sending you. And some I assume are good people. Right, exactly. Basically just saying they're not sending over white people. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Um, to the point that he eventually later on said that he wanted more immigrants from Norway, which Norway was like, no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to send our people over there. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so then he started using this as like a rally, rallying cry, Mexico will pay for the wall, in which like the Mexican president responded like, no, nah, we don't nah, believe in walls. We're not paying for this wall. And also, that's just such an easy thing to say. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you can't. Like I'm, I I don't know. I'm gonna drive this car and be like, the dealer's gonna pay for it. Yeah. Like it's like I'm no, just, <laughs> no. That's not how this works. It's like you can get the bank to pay for it, but then you gotta pay the bank. It's not our problem. Um. And so he just kind of keeps going on with this, and then uh, in November of like 2016, he was like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can build a fence for certain areas. I think like a fence would be great, but you know, it's called construction. There can be some fencing, some walls. But really, like, you know, Mexico's still going to pay for it, so... And this is all ignoring the fact that there are parts of the border where it's walls and fences already. Right, exactly. There are already large swaths of the border that are um, covered in the wall, covered in a wall or fencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in January 2017, it was like, now Mexico's not paying for the wall outright. They're not writing a check to wall themselves off from the United States. But they're going to pay for it in, like, taxes. They're going to pay for it in, like, a reimbursement of the new NAFTA deal. Mm-hmm. And so that's how like they're going to pay for it. So that was just kind of like, okay, so then, so Mexico's not paying for it, but they're quote paying for it. Right. Kind of changing the narrative in that way. Um, then in February, 2017, they start to realize that like the wall is going to cost a lot of money to build across. Was it 1500 miles? Mm-hmm. Um, this inexpensive wall that was promised. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The inexpensive, inexpensive wall that Mexico was going to pay for. Now it's going to, they came out in February, 2017. It's going to cost $21 billion to build this wall. And so it's like, wow, that's a little bit more expensive than what you promised us. This $5 billion, $7 billion that you said it was going to cost. Um, Except for like, that's not what like his supporters are saying. They're just like, well, mm -hmm. we want the wall. Like they're not caring about the fact that he said it was inexpensive. Right, right, exactly. And again, realizing that like, like with immigration and with like illegal or undocumented or like people that are here that are not American citizens or that didn't go through the citizenship process, green cards, et cetera, there are, like, the majority of people that are here that are undocumented are people that just overstayed their visas, mm-hmm. right? So they flew here... Legally. Well, you know what I mean? Like, on a plane that went over a wall, even if there was a wall, there could not be a wall. Who cares? Planes fly over walls. Mm-hmm. So they flew if here. If they didn't they fly over here. walls, that'd probably be very problematic for planes and all the passengers. <laughs> And once they're here, then they then they overstay their visas, and then that's you know what I mean. Whether it's like a fault of their own, or their job changes, or they get fired from their job, or whatever, realizing that like that's what happens for the majority of immigration. And so, for you to think that a wall that's going to be so incredibly expensive and costing all of us money, raising our taxes, because mm-hmm. they're not raising the billionaires' taxes, they're lowering their taxes. Yeah. So if you're going to do all of that, then you get to the point of realizing, like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense at all. Like, this doesn't stop anyone. I'm still waiting for the people that support it to realize it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't think, I think that they don't want it to make sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay yeah. that it doesn't make like, sense. Like, it's a simplistic thought of we want a wall and we're willing to pay a little bit for it. But it's like, you're not going to be paying a little bit for it. Mm -hmm. And the wall doesn't actually do anything for you. Right. 
and it's understanding that like with the with building a wall um or even with like people like just the messaging of it all right it's just mm-hmm. it's a three-word chant that's easy to chant you know what i mean inside of a rally it's yeah. something that gets people fired up it's something that Democrats can't do. Like we just, we just are really Democrats ineffective. Democrats are just really bad at coming up with three word chants. <laughs> like we're just not very good at it. But I, I just thought of another three word chant that mm. a chant that came out during the Trump campaign, and that was "lock her up." Exactly. Simple three word chants that get the message across that like this person is a is a crook. This person is, and it's very simplistic you know? and doesn't really go into no what's being talked it about. It's just to. it's just a nice overview where people are like, yeah, I can get behind that and just leave it at that. Right. Meanwhile, Democrats are like Medicare for all. This is a you know a good system that's going to give and provide health care. Medicare for all was three <laughs> words, but the syllables just didn't feel right. <laughs> uh, so you know you have like a, a messaging issue, and like mm-hmm. Republicans are really good, no matter how horrible their message is to get out the message of like, this is what we want in a very simple way. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I don't know. Anyways. Would, so, you, would you say part of that though would be with Trump being a businessman that he has marketing genius going into that? Or would you say it's just a matter of people follow too easily? No, I think that it's not just Trump because I mean, if you think about um, when president Obama was running for president, I just have another one drain the swamp. Right. Um, when you have like president Obama running for president, then when they say that he is from Kenya, right? Or mm-hmm. they say that he wasn't born in the United States and that he can't be president or... I mean, this, the messaging is really simple. It was before Trump, even with um, the war on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Coming back to that age and understanding the ways in which Republicans and then even Democrats with Bill Clinton were like policing drugs and into like black and brown communities, mm-hmm. right? So it's just like a simple messaging that happens. And I think that's happened in the Republican Party for a long time. Yeah, I guess you could say, see with it, like the war on drugs, war on drugs is another three thing, Mm -hmm. three letter thing, law and order, another three letter thing. And it's all stuff that's been gotten by. There's a really a big thing to this three word thing. I'm just saying it's, it's pretty, I don't know. And on the Democratic (laughs) side, there is three strikes policy. (laughs) The Democrats do have a terrible three words. Right, exactly. None of these seem to be good things that we're doing in three words. Yeah, maybe we should stretch it out to four words. Maybe it would be a more full concept. <laughs> uh, so, so fast forward to today, or I guess December 22nd, when the government shut down. Um, Trump, they originally gave Trump a budget that basically funded the government or funded like five out of six or whatever the branches of the government were, except for Department of Homeland Security or even funded Homeland Security without giving money towards a border wall. And Trump said that he was going to sign it and then watched Fox News. And Fox News was like, this is ridiculous. We said we wanted a border wall. You're not doing this for us. And of course, Trump being the echo chamber of Fox News. Exactly. Then said, you know what? I'm not signing it anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, people are thinking that I'm weak. And that's like one of the things that Trump responds best to, if anything that he responds to. Is Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends, but also just bad press in general, yes. right? If he ever if he ever sees bad press, think about Charlottesville, right? Mm-hmm. If no one had said anything about him uh, equating Nazis and the KKK and white supremacists to activists that are fighting for social justice and saying there's there's fine people on both sides, mm-hmm. he would have never apologized for it. Yeah, if he was in Helsinki and praised Putin for all the things that he did, um, saying that he believed him that he didn't ha- hack into the 2018 elections. And like, you know, just looked like just a meek person. If 
no one said anything about that, he would have never apologized for it. You know, that's just kind of the person that he is that he needs to see. He just lives and dies by the press. Mm -hmm. And if he can control a news cycle, if he can do anything to make sure that his name is number one, then he's fine. Right. But if Mm -hmm. it's like, it's number one and it's for a bad thing, then he'll like do some minor cleanup, you know? Oh, in Helsinki. Oh, I meant to say not, he did not do that. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. just minor things to make it seem to make him seem like he's still the best person. Yeah. Ever since he was on the campaign, it was just like, whenever you saw headlines, at least half the headlines for the day was something about Trump. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that might be why Kanye looks up to him so much because Kanye has been trying to stay like in the media without it really being like because of his music or his clothing line or anything. Like it's because of Mm -hmm. things that he's been saying and doing. That's true. And then you hear that he's like no no longer going to perform without the Trump hat now. Did you hear this? Oh, gosh. I know. And Pusha T just said that he doesn't wear the hat anymore. (laughs) Like he just got done saying he doesn't wear it anymore. But looks like he's lying. Um, Okay. So so (laughs) with the partial government shutdown, so I like figured out what this meant. So about 25% of the government, U.S. federal government, that is, Mm -hmm. has no funding. Um, Nine nine departments have been affected. Homeland Security, uh, Department of Justice, Housing, Agriculture, Commerce, the Interior, and the Treasury. Around 800,000 federal workers are furloughed, which basically means that like they're temporarily laid off Mm -hmm. due to a lack of funding or they're working without pay currently and then basically like their next paycheck whenever the government opens back up will include the time that they worked while they were working without pay that makes any sense yeah um national park service has suspended all non-emergency services which are basically just like trash pickup and making sure the parks are clean and any non-essential like personnel so just kind of having like volunteers running the department or people being not paid um, in order to help the national parks run. Mm -hmm. Museums are closed. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, Science labs are like facing like really large repercussions as like federal employed scientists have stopped working. And then one of like the things that I didn't realize was really affecting people was that Native American tribes who receive like substantial federal funding are really struggling because they're, they're the ones that are getting funding from the government in order to like sustain, because again, we've, ripped like their entire families apart and Mm -hmm. generations of genocide and just discussing things that our nation has done in order to build ourselves up um are now then taking funding away from them as well you Mm -hmm. know so and this is all all these things are things that trump just doesn't care about because he just wants to win that's all he really wants to do he wants to say i'm gonna build a wall and then he wants it to happen and if it's not happening or if he gets bad press for it then you know he doesn't he doesn't like that mm-hmm. he just really wants to win um i remember seeing that it's really disgusting he had a sit down talk him pence uh pelosi and schumer right like all sat down and he, <laughs> i don't really know if mike pence was there he was there <laughs> but he was just kind of like he didn't say a word no he's like the person that's off. sitting in the room right now there's no other person sitting in the room <laughs> but it'd uh, be like if melody was here having a yeah if melody was us. here like laying on my bed like <laughs> Staring out the window, be like, she's here. Mm-hmm. She's not saying anything. She's not doing anything. She's just here. Just here. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was during that time, Trump said, if the shutdown comes, he welcomes it and he'll take the blame for it. Yeah, totally. Which he is said, call me Mister Shutdown. Which of know? course he keeps deflecting to Democrats. Oh like, yeah. Ever since it actually did. Oh, shutdown. absolutely. And you can even show him the clip saying, "Hey, remember the time when you said I will take the blame for the shutdown? Nope, wasn't me." I don't know what you're talking about. What about the Democrats? The Democrats are the ones that are blocking my legislation. No, we're not. 
It goes back to like the bet with uh, Elizabeth Warren having any Native American blood oh in her. Oh my god, yeah. It's just like, well, you said that you would donate this amount of money. And it's just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's like, we have a clip. It's like, no, you don't. No. Nope. It's right here. It's like, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> this is your face. A newspaper next to your face. <laughs> Quoting saying, I am Donald J. Trump. No. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Never happened. Fake news. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I just hope the government opens up soon. Um, I have like, you know, friends and family that are government workers that are furloughed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which like, it's like fun for a little bit as far as like, oh, cool. I like, don't have to Life go to work. Or, right. But then you realize like, oh wait, I still have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. My kids are still hungry. Especially after like more than two weeks. Cause yeah. like if you get a paycheck twice mm-hmm. a month, right. there goes half the month. You don't have one whole paycheck. Exactly. Um, so you start pulling out the savings and hopefully you have savings. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just gets really bad. And again, Trump doesn't care. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So that's just all about the government shutdown. Knowing a little bit more about that. Well, looking into the government shutdown, like just information on it, I decided to look into some of the past government shutdowns uh-huh. and there was a number of them. I think the biggest one started with the one shutdown that happened during Obama. It was where it was like two weeks. Was it right. I think it was, I want to say 16 days, 16 or 17. Yeah. They um, wanted to, like, it was a holdout because they were talking about stuff like whether or not they're going to keep Obamacare while still right. funding other things of medical matters. Exactly. And that was the one big one that was addressed when it came to Obama. And then I, like, look at other presidents. Reagan had about three different ones. Three different that, shutdowns? Yeah. Three or four, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clinton had one, uh, uh, W Bush had one Mm -hmm. and now Trump is just about to roll into his third year and he's had two major shutdowns. Exactly. And And they're both pertaining to immigration because the other one was about DACA. Right, 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 right. Um, and understanding that like they have up until yesterday have controlled all three branches of government. Mm. and your government shut down three times as well like how does this happen how do you control everything and yet you can't run the government yeah because with the big one that happened the last time Mm -hmm. it was about funding for daca which both sides agreed on funding for daca but then it was the republican side was but we want funding for the wall right so it was the wall both times that shut the government down for these long periods and it's yeah stupid (laughs) matter of fact i had one friend on twitter yesterday that ended up saying, who are you people that you think that there are people sneaking into our country illegally, going all the way to your house just to get at your family? <laughs> and I thought about it. I thought of specific people. I was like, yeah, who's coming all the way to Virginia mm-hmm. from the border at like Texas? Right. Going to this nowhere country county in Virginia, mm-hmm. going specifically to your house just to get at your family. It's just, I mean, it's fear mongering is what it is. It is. Dog whistle politics and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some terrible stuff. There's a lot of racism. And people don't want to address it as such. It's like, no, this is racist. This is really what it is. This is how our, our nation was built on racism. It's built on racism. It was maintained on racism. Mm-hmm. And we can maintain it without racism anymore. But people are like, no, 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 we're comfortable with it. It's, it's like, yes, you're comfortable with in. it, but it's not a comfortable thing. Right, exactly. But it it, it would require, if you're going through and understanding racism in the, as a system of power, 
it requires those that have power to then relinquish that power, right? Equity is not just that, like, there's, there's not, when people are talking about, like, let's say, um, increasing the, increasing the wage for men and women to be equal, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that there's some magical pot of money that's being held off for women that men are like, oh, no, we're just not going to give this to you. It's the fact that men are being paid more out of the, the hundred, that there's a hundred dollars, men are being paid 70 of those dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but say, if it's a scenario, there's a hundred dollars, men are being t- paid 70 of those dollars, men should be paid 50 of those dollars, and women should be paid 50. Mm-hmm. But realizing that, like, that would require men to give up 20 of those dollars in order to, for it to be equal, right? Yeah. It's not just that. And then they feel like they're being oppressed because they're losing something. Right, because that's like how equity works, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just that you are, like you're, you can't just have power and you're at the very top and then you're bringing people up to the top with you. Like that's, there's not enough room. Like you need to come down and they need to come up as well. Yeah, it's the fallacy that goes with equality where people mm-hmm. are like, well, women can now work this job with men. That's equal. It's like, mm-hmm. but the pay isn't equal. Like it's actually quite different. You actually have to make up the difference. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you now let women in. Right. Like you have to pay women the same. And I've noticed there are some misconceptions that some people have with it mm-hmm. where they think that uh, the wage gap is this matter of uh, women aren't paid as much because they don't work the same jobs as men, but it's that's not what the problem is at all. It's women working the exact same jobs as men, not getting the same amount as those men. Absolutely. Or they'll have women listed as different uh, jobs, right? So they'll basically they'll have two custodians mm-hmm. where you have one person who's listed as a floor manager or as a, you know... Um, house working specialist mm-hmm. and then that will be a man right and they have like the word specialist inside of it so like their title will be more they'll be getting paid more and then you have like a housekeeper or something that's like seen as like a little bit less and they'll have the women with those titles and then so they'll say oh well you know you just have a different title that's why you're getting paid differently but realizing mm-hmm. that they're doing the same work and they just gave the man a different title so that way they could pay him more yeah it's trash <laughs> a lot of trash in this country <laughs> there is um cool but do you want to talk about wages yes so in virginia right now there's a whole debate that's going on about the minimum wage and it's become a pretty major debate if you've actually looked at the uh the national news for the united states there have been 20 states that have raised their minimum wage name them well alaska was one (laughs) except for it only went up by like five cents oh okay which is pretty trash there's like a whole bunch of other ones vermont i believe washington California had an interesting one where it was based on the amount of workers at a business. Like the wage got raised, but depending on how many people that you have work for your company or at your store, it changes how much is the minimum wage. Like a sliding scale type of thing. Yeah. Interesting. So like, for example, if it was you had like 12 or less people, you would end up paying them like 10, 25 an hour. Whereas if you had 12 or more people, you would pay them. 11.25 an hour as minimum wage okay so but the whole debate that's going on right now in virginia was originally there was something that was put out and it caused a little bit of confusion for some people that minimum wage in virginia was raised to ten dollars and ten cents as of january 1st but it was actually a proposition that was made okay that as of january 1st 2019 that the minimum wage would be raised to that it never actually did it's just something that's still being Going pushed. through the General Assembly? Yes. Okay. So it's rather disappointing. <laughs> Especially because what the Virginia minimum wage is now is the national minimum wage. 
Which is 725. Mm -hmm. So I believe that bill has got shut down because there is a new one that has come out where it is on July 1st of each year, starting with this year, Mm -hmm. the wage is supposed to go up all the way up until July 1st, 2022. And the proposition with this one is as of July 1st of this year, it would go up to $8 an hour. Okay. In 2020, it would go up to $9 an hour. Mm-hmm. In 2021, it would go up to 10.10, like what's was the previous debate. Right. And then ending off on July 1st, 2022, they want it to be 11.25 an hour. Okay. Being the minimum wage. But there's also like inflation and like expenses that go up with that. I feel like that might be the reason why they're pushing for it to go gradual like that. Okay. So I think any gain is a good thing, but the whole problem is the inflation, where it is this might be taken into account the inflation, whereas people would argue that's too much. It's like, but they're not going to bring up the inflation or they're going to ignore the inflation with it. Exactly. And also, I mean, thinking about like $10 now, you know what I mean? is different than $10 in 1990, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to have differences in the way that money is worth. So because like you're increasing the minimum wage i'd love to see like what the numbers are the projections at least Mm -hmm. of what 825 or what 1120 would be in compared to like today's dollar yeah because it seems like that could just be the same like 725 you know yeah could like not really be doing anything i honestly want to see what it would look like being able to get by on any of these amounts in any of the years you can't yeah (laughs) even if you work 40 hours a week because wasn't it like McDonald's partnered with somebody else to show that on minimum wage, I believe the 725, that if you worked full time, had a second source of income, you would be able to afford a two bedroom uh, apartment, a car. You would not be able to afford AC. Like AC it, in your car? No, no, no. In your apartment. Oh, Okay. Like, you would not be able to afford that. You'd like, they broke that whole thing just to be like, look, you can live on this. It's like, we don't have AC. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you have to get a second job just to maintain this? No. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, $7.25 an hour for, for like 40 hours a week, $290. Four weeks, that's $1,160. This is all before taxes. Yeah. Right. Taxes are what? About like 30%. So you take that down, that's $812 that you're going to make. A, like a month mm-hmm. and that's like just one person yeah i mean how are you expecting someone to survive off of 812 dollars paying the, rent this is definitely the big food. reason why people get roommates and then like never leave the roommate thing or it is i've seen that there's some people it seems like they get into a relationship and then they'll get married mm-hmm. but they won't do like they won't have kids because they can't afford it but because there's two people and they have two sets of income they can now afford to just live together themselves. Right, right. It's just, gosh, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just really hard. I mean, like minimum wage, literally. I mean, because the thing that y'all hear from people will be like, we don't need teenagers making $15 an hour. What are they going to do with that? And if you look actually at the fast food restaurant industry, if you look at minimum wage jobs, mm-hmm. the majority of the people that are working them are not teenagers. Yes. You know, like there are people that are mothers or people that are um, fathers and just taking care of families in general like how do you think that how do you think that like only teenagers have somehow like sucked up all the jobs and on top of that a lot of these people that you see in these minimum wage jobs that are functioning adults Mm -hmm. this is one of their like three jobs right right because they're working double shifts yeah like j cole had like a whole little documentary off of his uh 
for your eyes only album. And at the end of it, he ends up talking to this one woman and is like, where are you going to? And she's like, oh, I'm on my way to my second job. And he's like, you got two jobs? She's like, no, I got three. Yeah. And like, this is a woman that she gave her a whole life story of her kids are grown. She's lost two of her kids. My God. And it's just like, but all of them are like of the age of adults, but she's still here biking her way to her second job when she wow. has three. My God. Yeah. And we, ex- and, and yet we're giving tax cuts to billionaires, mm-hmm. you know, that's something I never understood either. I always thought like if I were to somehow make millions of dollars for mm-hmm. one of the million things that I do that if they were to get popular, I could actually make that amount. Right. What the heck would I do with it? I don't have no idea. Like all I really need is I want a place to live okay. where I have enough rooms where it's, I have a bedroom, living mm-hmm. room, kitchen. I don't want more than, more than one bathroom. Cause then you got to clean more than one bathroom. <laughs> Okay. Maybe a guest room and then a room to work in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, apart from that, I don't need any more than that. I don't need more than any more than a car that I could fit in that I can drive. I don't need any more than just clothes to wear, food to eat, and maybe do something that's fun every once in a while. All that is not going to amount even to $100,000 in a year. Mm-hmm. So if I were to make $7 million, what's the point of me holding on to all that? There's nothing I would do with it. Yeah. I mean, I think that what will happen is you'll get used to a different lifestyle, right? Like that'll Mm -hmm. be enough for you now. And then you'll get a second bedroom or a second bathroom. Watch out. And then (laughs) the second bathroom is coming with a second person that's going to clean that second bathroom. Exactly. Right. Then you'd be like, oh, you know, I can afford a hundred dollars a month maid service that can come clean my bathroom or whatever. Right. And then you start kind of like progressively getting more and more. You realize, oh man, you know, I have a Honda Civic right now and that's a little small. Maybe I'll get like a Honda Accord. Oh, maybe I can afford an SUV. Maybe I'll get a Honda Pilot, right? But, but here's the thing. I've seen myself with, like, extra space mm-hmm. that I could use. And it's just, like, I don't do anything with it. So it's, what's the point of having it? Like, that's literally been my mindset. Like, back at the last house I live in, I used to have a room that was an office. And I decided, you know what? I just want this to be in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I moved all my stuff in the bedroom. The office became nothing. And so we sold the house. <laughs> like, right. at the most, we, like, put stuff in there for storage when we were getting the house ready to be sold. Mm-hmm. That was it. Right. So I think I'm definitely on that mindset of <laughs> what am I going to do with all this money if I don't need it? That's a good question. I feel like more people need to take that to, into account when it comes to their money. It's just, just like, what does Trump need with a gold toilet? <laughs> like <Status>. literally, like <laughs> all it is is flossing. I know. And I think that also, I mean, it's, it's the fact of the way our tax system is set up, right? The reason why people have multiple multiple houses when they make so much money is because if you just had this this seven million dollars and you just put it into a bank account and had seven million dollars in a bank account like you'd be taxed really heavily on that Mm -hmm. but if you had seven one million dollar houses and you're paying mortgages on those then like your taxes are going to be lowered because you're like kind of contributing back to the economy and so you're being rewarded for that and so like that's the way our system is set up and that you'll need to buy that's why you see rappers or athletes or whatever with like multi-million dollar cars they never drive because it's more financially um more financially savvy to then put your money inside of stuff like a gold toilet or like a ferrari or whatever you know cardi b can't even drive has like seven cars Because that's the way our system works, right? Mm. Like you're supposed to be, you're supposed to buy stuff with your money and it's encouraging you to buy stuff or invest money. Or what you could do with that money is give it to people that actually need it. 
Or you can set up a fake charity, give it to yourself, really. <laughs> call it Trump. What's it called? Trump charity? I don't, know, I don't know what it's called. Or you could open up a college and oh, get yeah. more money from people and call it Trump University. Exactly. So you fake up. And then the college is a nonprofit, right? So then you set up all these fake accounts and then you're giving to a nonprofit. Really, you're giving to yourself. And then you're getting nonprofit taxes or like you're getting taxes back from giving to nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Our system's messed up, man. Very. Um, what are some of your, this is like a total, like hard segue. <laughs> Really, it should be like an echo. Segue, segue, segue. You know, like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay. So, what? Are, <laughs> uh, it's New Year, New Year, New Me. Um, what are some of your like your New Year's resolutions? Don't, Bertram. Before you say anything, if you say I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, or I'm not gonna do this, or I'm gonna be the Debbie Downer that Grinches on New Year's, I. I'm leaving. I'm literally going out to the store. I need you to find something deep in your heart. Okay, well, you'll be half disappointed. <laughs> okay. Because I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. However, there are things I'm doing differently this year, but they're not resolutions. Okay. Dude, that's fine. Yes. I, I was worried because I know how you are. You're an anarchist at heart. <laughs> and I just needed you to play along. I, I'm, I'm an angry white guy. We're all <laughs> anarchists at heart. <laughs> Okay, so what are some of your New Year's things? Well, I guess to start, I started a new job on January 2nd. Congratulations. So this is going to be the first steady job that I've had since 2006, no, 17. Wow. So yeah, 2018, I didn't have a steady job. I had a lot of side gigs that did not pan out well, but Mm. nothing steady. But now I have something steady. So it's not a resolution, but it's definitely a big change. It's like, that is no job to a job. That's huge. I know. <laughs> so you have a job now? Yes. And what else? Well, for my YouTube, which I've said before on the first episode, I do gaming YouTube. What's it called? The channel is called MC underscore plays with a Z. Okay. If you see a record as the thumbnail or the profile picture, you found me. Very nice. And... I realized when I was editing a best of video, because almost all gamers tend to do this best of whatever year just happened. We should have done best of our podcast. <laughs> best of our podcast, two episodes in. <laughs> but it was, I went through all the clips of all the videos I put out. Well, not all the videos, or some were just like, I'm not watching all of that content. But I realized most of it was Fortnite, and I was very disappointed in myself. Oh. What level are you on Fortnite? Levels change by season. What level are you now? I don't know. Okay. Well, my little is a level 41, so he's probably better than you. Ooh. <laughs> and he's like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't claim to be good at the game, but I do claim to have mm. good clips of what I'm playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially of me screaming when I'm lagging. I saw that. You were screaming out some shotgun at one thing that like wouldn't shoot or supposed to give you some type of powers or something. I don't know how Fortnite works. I don't know either, but there's literally one video that I had where it was, for some reason, like, I would record them in sessions, and, like, the third session I did for a video, I was lagging the whole entire time. Oh. So there was, like, one clip where it was, I was throwing uh, clingers, which are basically, like, sticky grenades, and then I lagged straight into the grenade and get killed by my own grenade. That's embarrassing. So then I just kind of, like, groan into my microphone, and it sounded kind of similar to the t-rex roaring in the first jurassic park 
Okay. So mm-hmm. I literally intercut that clip. Uh, I see. Did you have like a, like an actual clip of the Jurassic Park? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I actually nice. went, found it on YouTube, screen recorded it, and then put me with an arrow pointing towards the T-Rex as it was roaring over the two cars in the rain. Good job, Bertram. <laughs> I know. It's master editing. <laughs> but yeah, I realized that uh, most of my stuff was Fortnite. I was like, I need variety. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to throw in more variety on my YouTube channel this year. Yeah. You got some Red Dead Redemption too? No. What? I don't care That's about Red Dead nude. Redemption. That's a hot nude game. Okay. I, I never bothered with the first one. I'm not going to bother with the second one. I heard it's really good. It may be, but people said that about past Fallouts. Not this previous one, but past Fallout games. Never played a single one of them. I got Fallout and I, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I just there's games I care about and other games I just don't. Okay, so you're gonna do? Wait, so you said you were doing a I'm best doing, of? Sorry, I'm doing. Tell me more. I already did a best of. Right, video. but then what's your New Year's resolution or whatever? So mix it up more so it's not just a whole bunch of Fortnite. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, hopefully, to get more traction on all the stuff I'm doing: YouTube channel, music finish writing a script oh and like actually a, getting people to like want to buy it like a play or like like a tv show okay yeah i got too much going on in my head it's kind of yeah like horrendous you need some whiteboards oh i have one i just never use it like that oh. i always write down like little notes when editing stuff interesting i like i have to see my brain in order to like understand what i'm thinking about so oh i, I don't it's just i tune out and... the whole entire world and and you can just kind of go there. Yeah. And then I'll be like sitting somewhere and I'll just like rethink of something like. It's like a computer screen and there's a folder. I just go into the folder, pull out that previous memory and just be like, how can I like compose this more? Huh. So, yeah, cool. it gets really bad when I'm sitting at church and all of a sudden I just think of, ooh, if I did this with this scene. Oh, OK. Then you start you stop paying attention. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but it's just so easy to end up doing without even trying. Um, so for my New Year's resolutions, I'm thinking about there's just like a theme that came into my head because um, I realized that I input a lot. I input a lot of information, whether it's sitting in meetings and my new job and having like people tell me about what I should be doing, whether it is reading articles about like young black boys and mentoring and ways in which we can lower suspension rates or whatever. I just input a lot of information in my job, in my work, uh, work as far as like, sorry, in my job, in my, um, in my life in general, whenever I drive 99% of the time I'm listening to a podcast, most of the time it's three or four podcasts between the read pod save America on that note. I'll listen to y'all. Um, what else? You need to get some more music in your rotation. Love it or leave it uh npr politics like i just keep those on rotation and they just kind of come out on like certain days and so i'll drive and only like input information you know um yeah you need to throw in some like anderson pack or something yeah he i mean he got me hot you know he's just he's doing well um but yeah so i i just kind of like i'll input a lot of information Mm -hmm. um i'll input a lot of ideas to the point of where i'm realizing that I'll hear something, I'll hear about, let's say, a news article, I'll hear about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing, and what I'll hear first will be, like, 
the opinion about her dancing and then like I'll see the video. Do you know what I mean? As mm. opposed to like hearing the video and going into it forming my own opinion and then going from there and hearing what other people's opinions are. So I think that what I'm gonna start doing is just getting more like true news, understanding like if I hear there's an article they're they're talking about on Positive America reading the article, understanding, forming my own opinions, and then hearing what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Because what I what comes up is that like their opinions will start becoming my opinions. Like I'll agree with that and be like, cool, that's my opinion now. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's just not good. So I want to input less and then output more. It's kind of like when you want to go see a movie and then you listen to a movie review before you even see the movie and it just spoils the whole thing. Exactly. Because then you have like this, like a lens. You go in there like looking for the stuff they talked about even, Mm -hmm. and then you're not enjoying it or you're not taking it in as it was originally intended. Right. Right. Exactly. One person told me, I told them that, uh, bird box, it's like not trash, but it's not great. I've heard Um, that it's okay. I haven't bothered to watch it. It's, it's literally Okay. Like, okay, period. Not even okay, A-Y, no. This is literally just like, okay. You know, like, it's just not, it's not a great movie. Um, But, like, people, I think, I actually think the memes and the stuff that's come out of it Mm. from Sandra Bullock and whatever are funnier and better than the actual movie. Oh, that's part of the thing is just getting the attention. Like, I've been debating watching it just because Mm -hmm. of all the memes I've come out about it. Right. And it's just like, it's just, those are better than the movie. And and it is terrible that we got to the point where people refer to Sandra Bullock as the bird box woman. It is so <laughs> terrible that we've gotten to that point in society. Well, Hey, everybody's got to have their thing. I mean, sure. She, you know, you know, it was freedom riders and she was in the freedom side. Was she not in freedom riders? No, that was, um, another white woman. What was her name? Uh, white lady that saved a lot. Uh, like it, I can kind of picture it, but I can't Hillary Swank. Mm. Okay, we're gonna Google that. Yeah, I'll Google that. You keep going. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it was still her. Um, okay. So we have. Uh, so and so like inputting more. Who is it? It was Reese Witherspoon. No. no. Uh, Hillary Swank. Oh, boom! Oh, congratulations. You picked the white woman to save the black kids. <laughs> Just with a little bit of heart, she went into the inner city neighborhood and saved all the kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sandra Bullock. Like, apparently there's this meme also going out mm-hmm. that's uh, don't travel with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. It's always terrible. Like, She's going to be in terrible places. Yeah. Was she in, it was it Interstellar? No. That was. There was some movie where she was like trapped in space. There, I never watched yeah. it, so I don't know what the name of it is. There are a lot of trapped in space movies. Um, so just like, so for me going back to making sure that I am, um, inputting less and outputting more, Mm -hmm. um, and that includes like doing this podcast, right? Making sure that I'm like voicing my own opinions and speaking about This is a good output for you now. Right. Exactly. It's like you started up and you're like, huh, New Year's resolution. It should be, oh, I got something for that. (laughs) Uh, and another, I heard another person call them like New Year's intentions and not like resolutions. So this isn't like a whole rebranding. Right. Exactly. It's just kind of like, I intend to do this more this year, or I intend to do this less this year. Um, I intend to have a job this year. Right. And then there you are. So yeah. So just kind of like doing that more, being more vulnerable, um, outputting like vulnerability, being okay with failing. If this podcast doesn't turn out the way that I want it to, being okay with that. Um, I'm not. You're out. (laughs) You're not okay with that? No, it has to be great. 
okay. I mean, you know, sometimes it's going to be great. Sometimes we're, you know, not going to do well. It's just kind of, or even sometimes like we're going to Episode do, by episode basis, I'm fine. Overall, we need to do great. <laughs> okay. And that's totally fine. I'm just saying that, like, there'll, there'll be things that we've done, like, when uh, thinking about, you know, they who shall not be named podcast. <laughs> taking their name or whatever right like that was a mistake kind of um no okay we're not but, gonna say anything about <laughs> but it's something that happened that was pushback and that's okay right mm-hmm. like so just like receiving pushback receiving slack for something um giving an opinion that's unpopular whatever it's okay yeah. and just kind of being okay with that like we had people that literally hating on a whole episode that we did because they didn't like what we talked about. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But as long as it doesn't destroy our podcast, that's fine. Okay. Um, so that's just what I'm trying to do more. Just input less output more mm-hmm. doing more stuff, being mindful about what I'm doing. Um, yeah, just is kind of my theme for the year. Um, cool. Do you want to do a, I like it like that. All right. Or, uh, do we want to, <laughs> So we want to pick which one we do and then save the other one for like next week? Yeah, we can do whatever. All right. How about uh, we do your favorite drop? My favorite drop? Your favorite drop. And we can explain where it comes from because we said that we would. Oh, yeah. We totally did. Um, oh, okay. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Looking through the Google Doc. Okay. Yes. So this is the... I'm pausing for the drop. <laughs> that's too damn bad! <laughs> and that's when, after you said I'm pausing for the drop, that's uh-huh. when it's going to drop. I'm sure it is. I knew that you would do that. Um, so basically there was, oh, this this drop, if you didn't know, which some of you, you all did. You've got to go home and dig those homes. <laughs> okay. Broken hands and with its souls. Emancipated stop. from all you know. We really... Yeah, it's from Holes. Are you done? Okay. Great movie from fifth grade for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading that book around that time. I remember having arguments about who finished the book faster in my in my <laughs> school. So, and that was the last book Bertram ever read. No, it was uh, <laughs> Mockingjay. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but anyway, so like, yes, it's from Holes. Congratulations to whoever got that. Um, but basically, what I wanted to talk about was this referee who made this boy cut off his dreads during a wrestling match. That's something that like really like got me because as someone that used to wrestle, mm-hmm. wasn't good. I was literally like not good at all. Um, but someone who did wrestle from sixth grade to <laughs> the wrestling meet after Thanksgiving of my senior year because I didn't make weight and I didn't feel like cutting weight. Um, I ate too much Thanksgiving and I was like, mm, I'm two pounds over. I'm not going to throw up until I make two pounds or lose two pounds in a day. I think I'm just going to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so someone that like has done wrestling and who also had corn rolls during like 90% of that time. Were, were they inspired by anybody or was it just you had, like, um, were they AI inspired? They, no, they were actually, they weren't AI inspired. They were, um, cause AI I think was even before that, if I'm thinking correctly. Well, he inspired them for a long time. Right, right. But it wasn't like, I didn't start having corn rolls. I don't think so. I think I like that he had corn rolls. Um, who knows? But people used to call me Riley. Actually, one kid would only call me Riley, like from the Boondocks. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I saw like the if Beale Street could talk movie oh, with Regina yeah. King, mm-hmm. and there's literally a scene in the trailer where she's like saying something. I'm like, all I hear is Huey and Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Boondocks was a great show. Mm. Um, 
So anyway, so as someone that like had cornrows, had to, um, even when I had plaits in my hair, um, I was like this kid that like needed to um, cover up my hair during wrestling. There's like, there are a couple of different rules that you have when you're wrestling. One of them is like your fingernails have to be cut, like mm-hmm. cut short enough to where they can't feel the nail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also need to make weight. You have to be ex- either exactly on weight, like point zero on weight or you have to be underweight um in order to wrestle that day so mm-hmm. you weigh in every day weigh in every match you have to be on weight you have to have uh your fingernails cut and your hair couldn't be past your ears like the top of your earlobe um so that was those are kind of like the rules that were set in place for wrestling oh and you have to have like headgear and shoes or whatever mm-hmm. but those are the things that you needed to have right so it's just something that like i knew and i always thought it was weird because i was just kind of like no I mean, there were some like white kids that I knew that were wrestling and they would have like skull caps and they would be able to wrestle. Or like when I was wrestling, I had plaits in my hair. I had to put a do-rag on or a skull cap, something to like basically keep my hair above my ears inside mm-hmm. of my headgear. Um, but like it was totally fine. And there would be times again where like either my skull cap would fall off or like, you know, um, some other guy's skull cap or whatever would fall off and he had like emo hair across his eyes. Um and like it would be fine. Like like if you're like in the middle, like about to do a move or you're about to wrestle, like the referee's gonna let you go and finish until you get to a point where you stop and then you can like readjust, put your stuff back on, and then continue on. Um, they say it's for safety. They say it's for like you know making sure someone's fingers don't get caught in your hair or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but seeing this boy's hair, like his hair was not that long. His mm-hmm. hair was literally like maybe in dreads two or three inches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to know that like, I've been that kid that had to cover up my hair that he like, that the referee asked him, he said, either you cut your hair or you forfeit the match. And, and he had, a, he had a cap to put over his hair. Like yeah. he actually had one there at the match. And he was saying, I put this on. I said, no, that's not good enough. Right. Which is ridiculous. Cause that's literally what I did every single wrestling match I ever wrestled. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, this is also happening in December, right? Again, mm. wrestling season starts. You're going to start practicing right after football season in like late October, early November. You're going to have your first meet either before Thanksgiving or like right after Thanksgiving. This man has been through meets before. He's had this hair for many meets, like probably maybe three or four at this point. Mm-hmm. And for him to then get to this meet and like the first time he has a skull cap and the referee is saying, no, you can't do this, right? The same referee who's then actually been found or he was banned from being a referee um, because he was under investigation for calling another person a racial slur. Um, and I think another referee a racial slur back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then now you're going to come back. Now you're back and you're a referee again. And then you're going to see this kid who has dreads and you're going to tell him, like, look, I'm going to like you either you cut your hair or uh, you forfeit this match. And the kid won. And like the way that he won, like you, you could see the wrestling. If you look at wrestling, you know, like how he um how well he performed like he was much better than the other kid that he beat so like mm-hmm. he knew he, he probably knew that going in it's it's not a big community you're and gonna know wasn't he, he like the deciding factor for his school like yeah. f- for winning the whole mm-hmm. entire match yeah yeah and so like you're gonna do that. that's why his teammates were giving him you know high fives and stuff like that because he was like taking one wrestling is one of those weird individual team sports mm-hmm. similar to g- gymnastics or track and field where your points that you earn, earn as an individual go towards your team. And mm-hmm. so you can personally do really, really well. You can personally win outright all of your matches and your team still lose. Yeah. Right. It's, it's very different than like other sports that they have basketball, et cetera. But yeah. So, I mean, but like 
And plus, another thing, that, another thing that really pisses me off is that when I talked about before about your nails being long or about your hair or about the shoes that you're wearing, the headgear that you're doing, all of that is checked during weigh-in. Mm-hmm. They literally, you go in, you're inside of a locker room, everybody's lining up in their boxers, you step on a scale, you weigh in in front of all the referees, they look at the weight, they say you're okay, they check your nails, they look at you, they say you're good to go. If there was actually a problem, they would have stopped you and said you have to do something about it there, not right before you're about to wrestle. Right, exactly. And so every time I was in weigh-in, they look at me, they say, do you have a skull cap? I say, yes, here it is. I put it on, they say, okay, that's fine. That happens every single weigh-in, right? Mm -hmm. So then for you to like wait till he's already in the match at that point when he walks out onto the onto the mat and then be like, oh wait, now I decide that's not good anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's just ridiculous. Um, So I don't know. So that's just something that like I'm just uh, it's just really like hit close to home. And then to see again that this person's hair was being cut um, because of this like really old like just white rule that your hair has to be of a certain caliber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is the same thing. Um, the ways in which people like black people's hair have been policed and like the reason why we have perms and relaxers and all this other stuff just to make our hair look as white as possible. Mm-hmm. Then you have that and you get to the point where like, you're like, screw it. I'm going to wear my hair how it is. I'm going to put my hair in like these awesome styles. And then someone to be like, Nope, this isn't good enough. You have to then apply, like you have to oblige to my rules that are literally arbitrary. They don't do anything to help you. You don't get any advantage for having long hair. You're not Samson. You yeah. know what I mean? Inside of a wrestling match. Yeah. It just always, I've heard like a many different talks about, uh, hair. Yeah. Don't worry. We're not at two hours. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was just checking, <laughs> but yeah, I've heard many talks about, uh, black people with their hair and how it's been policed and things like, I think it was like Buzzfeed, this whole thing where black people asked other black people questions. And one of the questions was, why is going natural such a big deal? And the mm. response I heard people give when they were going over that list was, it's a really big deal just because of how it's policed, how it's treated. Uh, the way that we, like, society defines beauty and how it is, it's still a beautiful thing. But people try to act like it's not because it's not this long, straight hair like white women have. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a very big deal because it's, even though it's how your hair is normally society does not treat it as a norm right exactly because like whiteness is the norm Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and whiteness white skin white hair skinny fit like you know what i mean like these these are the norms that we live in and so you'll have people like police that if it's anything outside of that norm Mm -hmm. if the way that your hair grows out of your head like people are telling you that that's not okay that's not professional Mm -hmm. you know which is ridiculous because like professionalism and all that is again defined by whiteness it's defined by rich whiteness and what you can afford Mm -hmm. and so i just i don't know it just really upsets me when people's like hair being policed um or when people are being told that like the way that your hair grows out of your head is unnatural and like not acceptable by society Mm -hmm. and also just thinking about like the fact that he had locks and they had to be cut yeah like locks take a while to grow like there are people that have extremely long locks that are like in their thirties and they've been growing it since preteen. Yeah. Like their first hair. You know what I mean? Like, like like it takes a very long time to grow. Mm -hmm. It's a very long process. And once you decide that you're not going to have locks anymore, you basically have to change your whole entire hairstyle. Yeah. You have to cut them all off. Yeah. You have to cut them off. You have to like basically reorganize your hair to be a different way until you maybe want to grow it out and try locks again. Yeah. Which if he has this problem, if he like really loved having locks, and this is a problem he might ever, never think about. Like he might think about, do I really want to have locks again and have to go through this type of ordeal again? 
yeah, I mean, there are just so many different issues that that come with that. Because also, I mean, it, and, and again, thinking about the way um, that people have dreadlocks or just like the dreadlock journey, right? There's mm. There are so many different books that are written on it um, about what it means to have dreadlocks and about like knowing your count and how many dreads you have and being able to then like, you know, understand the connection between your dreadlocks and your world and how like they represent a part of your life and like a journey for you. Um, it's just incredible to know that that's, that's something that he could have been going through or he could just be like, my hair is my hair. And I just wanted to wear it this way. Mm-hmm. Either way, still wasn't right for him, uh, for the guy. I mean, what was his name? Uh, who cares? Uh, the referee who made um, Andrew Johnson cut his hair. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I, I, I just can't imagine and again, for him to do it in a way that was so public and so demeaning, you know, mm-hmm. um, like he sure literally made a people... spectacle out of him. Yeah, seriously. And I, I'm not sure, but I feel like the way the article really blew up was the wording of the article itself. Well, what do you mean? Like, I saw a lot of people really criticizing just the wording of the article that was written because the person that wrote it made it seem like he did this heroic act for his team to win. And people were like, this isn't a heroic act. Mm-hmm. This is him being harassed right. for something that you shouldn't have had to do. Yeah. And you're acting like he just did this great thing. It's like, no, he had a terrible thing done to him. Exactly. And I've like, it probably still would have been a big thing, but that was definitely a big narrative that I saw come out of it was the wording of this is horrible and it really overlooks what the actual problem is. Right. But that's how we, you know, we'll see things, right. We'll see mm-hmm. them as like. I don't know, we'll see it as like a sacrifice and like, oh man, this is like a good positive story, but not realizing like the other intentions behind it. Yeah. It's kind of like when you look at a movie and somebody's overcoming a struggle, you're just like, oh, it's great this person overcome a struggle. It's like, but did you not notice how terrible the person that did that to him was? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Again, world's trash. That's just oh, yes. kind of maybe that should be our, our podcast name, the world is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we'd get a very polarizing audience doing that. Yeah, that's true. Like, it'd probably still be a lot of the same people that would listen, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, there's going to be people who are like, the world's a great place. What are you talking about? (laughs) And listen to us. (laughs) It's like, no, no, the the world is trash, and you will agree with all the things that we say. Right, exactly. The world is trash, and we made it that way. That's really, yeah. I mean, whether it's global warming or racism or... Yeah, it makes it so when you see those... bad things. When you see those movies where people are like, well... Like aliens will come, like Thanos uh-huh. or something, and be like, "Do you realize how much we have ruined ourselves? <laughs> like, just life in general." Just like, I don't know if I should really go against what this person is talking about because it's, they're exactly right. Yeah, it's like really we are. literally ruin ourselves. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think all the other stuff that we have to talk about, we could possibly save it for next week. Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I still can believe Sandra Bullock was not in Freedom Riders. Yeah, she wasn't a Freedom Riders. She was in Miss Congeniality. Is that the lawyer? No, that's Legally Blonde. Gosh. Yeah, and that's uh, Reese Witherspoon. White women in these movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Do, well, <laughs> do, do all white women look like too? <laughs> no. Honestly, <laughs> I confused uh, Jennifer Gardner and Anne Hathaway for a long time. Because they're both uh, like these long brown haired white women mm-hmm. except for i feel like jennifer gardner is like maybe 10 years older and it shows a little bit yeah i'm trying to picture them in my head and i'm drawing a blank maybe Anne hathaway he's like big eyes right yeah she was catwoman she was princess oh. diaries i thought Halle berry was catwoman 
in a Batman Returns. I mean, the Dark Knight Returns. Okay. She was Catwoman in that. Uh, Halle Berry was Catwoman in the Catwoman movie, which no one talks about because <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Gotcha. I still remember seeing like clips of people showing like a basketball scene from the movie. Like I never watched the movie itself, but there was like this whole basketball playing scene. And watching it, I was like, I don't even play basketball and this is hurting my soul. <laughs> well, anyways, we're done talking about Catwoman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, cool. All right. Then we're out of here, right? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, please follow us on any of our podcasting sites. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, YouTube. It's not really a podcasting site, but we're there. You, you get it. And uh, yeah, if you want to reach us, you can send us suggestions and debate topics that we could possibly talk about if you want to hear us talk about it to the Fairpoint Podcast at Gmail dot com follow us on instagram and twitter also yeah yeah that was pretty good that was a, that was a cool voice thank you oh, I, you do this you do this for uh some money no i don't do this for anybody you know you do like like audiobooks i haven't done an audiobook in a long time i don't find them fun i just did them kind of because i had to okay well yeah. you have a voice for it yes i i'm a man of many different voices I, f- I feel like my I feel like my normal yes. voice is not the most pleasant voice, but my voice is actually very flexible to the point that I can do quite a bit with it. Was that you? Are you trying to do something there? Was that that was a, like bit a, of a that was a bit of a different inflection to how I was speaking? I'm uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? <laughs> okay, please turn this off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Later. Uh-